Hi everyone and welcome back to CritCast Pod. This is the podcast that offers the personal side behind the persona of world-leading athletes and performers. My name is Sam Crick and I'm your host. And for this week, we have the first ever time that I have been on my own recording an episode. So it's a bit surreal for me. I'm just on Zoom on my own video, um, just sort of talking to myself. It's pretty good fun. But I thought 48 episodes in, I'm surprised that it's it's taken this long for me to have to talk to myself and maybe not find an athlete every week. But the whole point of the podcast today is all about understanding the roadmap back to athletics. We had a great podcast midweek with Lloyd Kempson, um, where he and I discussed the events that had taken place over the last week. And we reached out to dozens of athletes that had competed, not only in the UK, but all around the world to celebrate the successes of those British athletes. One thing that that highlighted as well was the upcoming announcement about England athletics talking about a roadmap. Now, just before I go on to that, I just want to let you know of something that you may not be aware of about this podcast. As many of you know, um, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or even Google Podcasts or Stitcher or anything like that, you will know that you can access and download these these recordings for free. Although I'm not interested at this point um, in creating a paywall for the podcast, it does take up a lot of time and getting these incredible athletes is very difficult. They're very busy people. Um, so it does take a lot of work behind the scenes to get a podcast to you, especially with the editing and the fact that I work full time. I've recently set up um, a, a place where people can support the podcast. It's called Buy Me A Coffee. Um, and this company is set up so that they can they can help creators really develop their own talent. So if you would like to um, support the podcast in any way, please um, head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash CritCastPod. You can show your support in other ways. Um, you can also share the podcast on social platforms and share it with a friend as well. Um, so I just thought I'd give you... Uh, give a shout out to that and hopefully if you enjoy the podcast and you want to show your appreciation in other ways then you can do that as well so that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash critcast pod but let's jump straight in to talking about the roadmap for athletics so there was an update on the 24th of february of 2021 but let's quickly jump back to the 8th of january where there was a national uh, lockdown restrictions announced um, so following the government's announcement on the 4th of January to add a new lockdown, England Athletics came out and talked about the, the restrictions across England. And as we all know, that was pretty much, uh, you know, full lockdown, suspension of face-to-face -face indoor and outdoor club um, group activities, suspension of all indoor um, activities and, and track and field, etc. Indoor gyms and facilities will remain closed. Now, the thing is, I'm pretty sure that everyone knew that from that point if you have been training you might have been training with with one training partner in your bubble or one person at a time and I think it was pretty clear at that point a national lockdown we were expecting England athletics to come through and say that that was the case um, it would be a full lockdown and restrictions would apply now if we jump to the 24th of February uh, so a couple of days ago now there was an announcement about the athletics roadmap and for myself and also a lot of people that I spoke to, it was an extremely positive 
um, outlook on the steps to success to get everyone back running and back training as soon as possible. Uh, I'm going to talk through a couple of the steps in just a second. Um, but I do think that a lot of this will, um, it's important to note that all of this will depend on the government restrictions as we go through March as well. So this is, I guess, subject to change. But what is great um, to see is that England Athletics have published this on the 26th of February. There is clarity for athletes and coaches around the country. So we know what to expect. Now, it's divided into four steps. And these four steps have these dates. So step one uh, highlights the 8th of March and the 29th of March. Step two highlights the 12th of April and step three highlights the 17th of May and step four highlights the 21st of June. So let's go to step one quickly just to explain exactly what these individual steps are and what we can expect to see come each date. So on the 8th of March, athletics and running in schools as part of uh, wraparound care can resume. So that is going to come back. So as schools go back on the 8th of March, we will see running and athletics in schools can now resume. Athletics, uh, so this is still on the 8th of March, athletics running in colleges and universities for education purposes um, can resume. Now, I'm interested to know what um, what running for educational purposes is. Um, I'm not sure if that means that it's during breaks or something like that, but um, that's interesting wording. But I think what it means in general is the fact that if you're at university, if you're at college, um, then you can be running as part of your of your day of your daily routine. As the national lockdown restrictions will state anyway, a lot of changes will come in from the 29th of March. And I think it's going to be really important to see what impact students going back to school will have for the government and also the national governing bodies for, for sport will have to say. So hopefully from the 8th of March, we'll have a good three weeks of low cases, low deaths, and then we'll have a great sort of understanding um, of where we can go to next. Let's move on to the 29th of March. So this is when a lot of the changes are now coming in. So the 8th of March, we've seen schools go back and you can run at um, universities. And the 29th of March, so this is still step one, is when outdoor sport facilities can open. So this is really, really exciting. So that could be your tracks. Um, that could be, you know, those, those outdoor facilities that, that you've had before. You can have formal organized outdoor athletics and running activities that is COVID secure. And this can take place for both children and adults. So that means, so it's the 26th of February today. That means in pretty much a month's time, we could have athletics back um, in COVID secure areas, which is absolutely fantastic. Outdoor unorganized activities can take place in groups of six. So although we're looking at these um, COVID secure activities, we are looking at groups of six there. But it also states that outdoor competitions can take place, but this must be with a license and subject to confirmation from DCMS. And DCMS stands for Digital Culture Media and Sport. So, so outdoor competition can take place with a license that is subject to confirmation from the Digital Culture Media and Sport. There's still more, still more to come on the 29th of March. Um, there will be no, so this is what isn't allowed. So no indoor training, um, spectating is not allowed. So parent and carer supervision is permitted, but that is limited to one adult per athlete or runner. They also state that they want to minimize travel. Then Now there's no exact 
point uh, on that. But as we can see there, they talk about the fact that we will have minimized travel. So I assume that that's not looking at trying to open up invites to people outside, let's say, a county. Okay, so now we're on to step number two. So this is no earlier than the 12th of April, or at least five weeks after step one. So this is when we can really look forward um, to some outdoor sport. So it says that outdoor sport facilities can open. Formal organized outdoor athletics and running activity that is COVID secure can take place for both children and adults, which is absolutely brilliant. Outdoor or unorganized activities, so non-coach, can take place in groups of six. So let's say that you want to go for a run or you want to go for a tempo with um, your pals, then you can go out in groups of six. Outdoor intra-club competitions without a license can take place. Outdoor competitions can take place with a license and subject to confirmation. So that's the same as the 29th of March. So that's um, continued. But the only difference with this one is that indoor leisure facilities are open for use individually or within household groups. So this looks like this is when the gyms are opening up um, and you can go there obviously by yourself or with your household groups. Now I'm sure that the gyms as well will look at social distancing and, and maintaining that throughout. As we saw from the 29th of March, it says no indoor training, but um, your indoor group training for under 18s and disabled people can continue from the 12th of April. So that's very, very exciting to see. And then parent and carer supervision is still limited to one parent or carer per athlete or runner. And again, there's minimized travel. So not looking at opening up maybe national events and people traveling all over the country to compete. Step number three. Um, so this is no earlier than the 17th of May, at least five weeks after step two. So outdoor sports facilities can open, which is fantastic. Uh, formal organized outdoor athletics and running uh, activities that are COVID secure, again, can take place um, for adults and children. Outdoor competitions that can take place with a license. Accommodation or hotels are open, allowing for two-day events and larger scale events, um, allowing spectators as well. So this is when we can really see competitions opening up. We might see people uh, traveling a bit more. So this says that there's no restrictions on travel. So that could be national events going into the 17th of May. That could be you know, further opportunities where people would stay overnight, these two-day events that we often see around the country. Then you've got indoor leisure facilities open for use. So that's the same as step two and the indoor organized group training for children and adults, um, which is absolutely fantastic. So that's not just under 18s and disabled people, but for everyone else as well. And then uh, as mentioned before, there's no restrictions on travel. So the final step, step four, what can we really look forward to um, for the 21st of June? So it says that no earlier than the 21st of June, step, step four can take place. This is at least five weeks after step three. This is when the gates will open to competition. So there's no legal limits on social contact. So that means that you can have loads of spectators. Um, you'll be able to go to any event that you like and you'll be able to race uh, anywhere you like as well. And then club and competition can return to normal and individual activity can return to normal. So as we can see, I think what we're, what we're looking at is aiming for that 21st of June for everything to come back. However, there is gonna be opportunities to either see athletics um, or compete in athletics way before then. I've talked through the, the four steps there. They are obviously available on the England Athletics website. So do check them out and there's a bit more information 
underneath that as well. Some of the interesting points are about licenses um, and also about opening um, these events up. So, you know, a lot of a lot of people will, in terms of the race directors, will really have to focus on getting those events COVID secure if they want to bring them in from the 29th of March. And this is subject to change, but I just hope that, you know, from the 8th of March, when we see schools go back, that we continue to see that drop in, in cases. And I think that this can really be uh, a positive point because we've got just over four weeks until this step one. So we've got four weeks until the 29th of March. That is when we can see a lot of the opportunities opening up. Now it's different for different sports as well. I spoke to Michael Ellis earlier uh, from the Tunbridge team, and he says that it's an absolute nightmare at the moment um, with swimming, obviously swimming being an indoor sport. Um, but he did make the sort of tongue in cheek joke about the fact that you know, the water itself is chlorinated. So actually it's supposed to be um, as clean as possible. But even then uh, for non-elite athletes, they actually have the Olympic trials um, coming up uh, sort of in, in a few months time, but they're only opening up the pools for non-elite athletes one day before those Olympic trials. So an interesting point in other sports. So I guess we're very lucky to have the governing body for England athletics that have been very positive in opening this up. And I think that it's going to be a very exciting time because I think that lots of people have been wishing for events for the last year or so, you know, ever since we had the national cross country took place this week, last year. And, you know, ever since then, there hasn't been um, many events at all. So it's been a tough year, no doubt, but it seems that with the national announcement, and the announcement from England Athletics that we're going to have a very exciting few months ahead. So I know this is a slightly different podcast um, and hopefully just gives you a bit of insight on exactly what this roadmap is um, and how we can see the progression um, through the next couple of months, all the way down to the 21st of June when everything will open up. And we're really looking forward to that full level of activities and, and spectators but even even from the 17th of may we will actually see those larger scale events um, with spectators allowed so the 17th of may um, if if you want to put that on your wall as your main target um, i would go for that just to finish off um, i've got a really exciting opportunity coming up next week which I'm going to reach out to a lot of the athletes that got involved in the midweek podcast um, when they sent in a voice note. But I'm going to chat with them uh, for slightly longer, maybe a 15 minute podcast each in the run up to the European Championships. So if there's anyone that you think um, that could get involved in this this podcast idea, then please feel free to let me know, because this is um, a very exciting time. Um, for athletics, as we've got lots of high quality athletes that are performing incredibly well they're going to be going to the European uh, Championships and hopefully bringing back some gold medals. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. As I mentioned, it was a bit different. Um, and if you'd like to um, support the podcast in any way, please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash CritCastPod. Alternatively, of course, um, you can keep sharing and reviewing and rating the podcast as it's massively helpful. There is a link in my bio and there's also going to be a link in the description for this podcast for the supporter page. Um, so if you do want to go and check that out, please feel free to. But quite, I think I've actually quite enjoyed 
sitting down um talking to myself i'm a bit of a madman as it is anyway um so usually quite good at it but um having spoken to myself for the last sort of 15 20 minutes or so hopefully it's given you a bit of insight into what the thinking is for england athletics over the next few months as always thank you very much for supporting the podcast i've been sam crick your host and we'll see you on the next episode <laughs>